Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. <coughs> what are you doing right now? <coughs> Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 244 for July 15th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, Tim Sway and uh, Bill Lutz. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, and Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Levi Hogue. Are we saying? Are we saying Keith Deaton, he's, he's gotten quite the uh, the value out of this one. Keith Decent, and of course... He's earned it. Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. So it's just a little one. Look. Wow, what a resonance. That's pretty good. I mean, because like, I, I let it breathe a little pretty. bit. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, like a master. What are of. we working on? What's going on? Let's go right to. Are you wearing a turtleneck? What is that around your neck? Oh, it is a turtleneck. It's very becoming. Yeah. Bill, it's, what it's are you working of, on? I, th- I think it's more of a dicky. I'm working on this um, bright orange dicky. No, it's not a dicky. This, uh, what you're talking about, Phil, is at work they gave these out, and I hate that it's bright orange, but I love how convenient this is yeah. to cover up. It's better than the bandana. Yeah. Those like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's way like a, better than a bandana. It's like a neck it's kerchief. But yeah. Yeah. So it's just, and then uh, if I wanted to get fancy, I flip it around, and if I was at night, people would see me coming because it's got reflective tape. Wow! Huh? Wow! Yeah. Yeah, Network. I was thinking about I was thinking about buying some of those instead of the bandana, but the bandana just, you know, it's, it's your thing. thing. It's my thing. It is kind of your thing. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You can you can be envious from afar, but you, you know, can't change actually partake. Change is good. You can change. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, not I really can your change. thing. I don't know if you can change. You're pretty stuck in your ways. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so what am I working on? Uh, a, a couple of things. Um, I was. I told you guys I was under my truck. I uh, I was installing a backup camera to my truck. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm very happy with that. So I remember when I first thought about this 100 years ago, people were getting backup cameras. And I go to the auto parts store and you look at the kits and like 600 bucks. It was ridiculous because you, yeah. you'd have to replace your rear view mirror. That would be the monitor and, mm. and then all this other stuff. Uh, lo and behold, I happened when I installed a radio in my truck or radio, uh, whatever it is, the receiver. Uh, it's already got the touch screen and stuff ready for a camera, so I hadn't thought about it. Then I went and looked up on eBay recently. It was seventeen ninety nine delivered. <laughs> yeah, free shipping. Yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah. So a couple of uh, RCA cables later, and boom, I got me a backup camera in my truck. I I bought one for the bread truck, but I didn't have any kind of tech in there, and so I bought one with the screen. And the one I got was wireless. Um, yeah, which, which I, now too. which I, I kind of regret because it does kick in and out sometimes. Um, yeah. but it was wireless with the little screen. It was 50 bucks. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the screen huh. is on a and suction I think cup. The wireless stuck. ones, you can still direct connect them if I'm not. Yes, you could, you could, which I, you know, but so I don't, I just got it for, you know, cause it's like a big truck with no rear rear view besides the big, the side mirrors work right. great, but I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not a truck driver. I haven't driven one of these things forever, so I thought it'd be right, a nice right. touch. So I just have mine set to go on with the headlights, so it's just on all the time like a rearview mirror in the same spot as a rearview mirror. So it's almost like oh, I'm looking up clever. and looking out the back, you know. Huh. Yeah. That's actually. Bill, did you have to smart. do have to do any like weather proofing for the cables or anything like that? Yes, it's called electrical tape. Ah, fancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just a roll of black tape. I just anywhere anywhere where the uh, RCA cables connected, I just wrapped it in electrical tape. Called it called it good. Yeah, Although, I mean, technically you don't need to. It lasts me a year or two. Yeah. yeah, money well spent. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so, and then I also had uh, an idea for my next project, um, and this is kind of exciting. I was having a conversation with somebody, or I was trying to school somebody who was trying to make a point. Well, you can't, you know, do you like to make stuff with you know, reclaimed and you know, an upcycle and blah blah blah. He's like, well, you can't just like take a table and make a chair out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could. Well, could you I do feel that? like you could too. Yeah. But anyway, it sparked me to have a conversation with the guy, and one of the ideas I had, I says, look, um, 
I've got a set of hairpin legs for a table, table size hairpin legs, right? So mm-hmm. I, I found a bunch of them. I made a couple of things out of them. Well, I want to use those four legs and make a chair out of it with a pallet, just to kind of back to basics. I'm going to grab me a couple of pallets at work, come home, uh, you know, get me some material, get them down to some basic uh, wood, and then take those hairpin legs, and I'll somehow create the framing of the chair with that and some scrap metal. Do a little welding, do a little pallet mm. wood. I've already got an idea in my head of how this will go. I'll cut mm-hmm. two of the legs down, but the other two for the back of the chair will be that height. So, you know what I'm saying? So, well, usually, table height. Usually, the front of the chair is higher than the back, so you kind of slide in, though, right? Mm, yes. I know what you're saying, but what I'm yeah. saying is that the taller will actually go for the chair back itself. Oh, 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 they're, they're tall. You see what I'm so saying? Cut, so, I if, I built, yeah. if I built uh, oh, just clever. the chair part yeah. that looks like an L out of the wood, yep. and then I use those legs to hold it up. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You make me want to make a chair. I love. I like chairs. Like chairs are cool. Yeah. You know. Chairs are good. Yeah. I yeah. like chairs. I just. I. I thought I haven't made anything in a while. Uh, I have no interest in making anything really. But when I had this idea, I'm like that could be a fun project. That's an actual yeah. good upcycle, a good reclaim. Just you a get some satellite dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I. I'm not on that level, Tim. I'm just. I'm just a little yeah. guy. I'm. I'm down here. I don't do TV shows and satellite dishes. <laughs> I feel like those things are connected. But you know what? This brings up a good point. If you're struggling to find inspiration, spite is a good well. <laughs> it's a good source. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah? Uh, you know, that's a, you know, that's a good well, one. Spite or going back to basics is some good advice. When you're, mm-hmm. when you're trying to be all super clever and stuff, it's like, you know what? Go grab a pallet. Uh, get it broken down. Get your material ready, right? You know, get your medium. There's your wood. Get some metal, and I'll just make something basic. You know, you know I, I mean, I've, I've been struggling to do something. You know, it's like, well, I've done that. I've done that. I've done this. I've done, I've done everything. But, um, yeah, this is just like, that would be fun. I, I, that's a neat idea. I can I can put these two things together, one's found item and one's reclaimed with the, the palette, and, and come up with something cute. And if I hate it, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Tim? Um... See, my, my truck went to the mechanic last week, and then he got busy doing other stuff, and he's kind of, like, hooking me up a little bit, so I thought that he would run a rush and get that truck out of his parking lot because it's huge. <laughs> but, he's actually man. sleeping in it. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe maybe he got kicked out of the house. But, uh, so he's, like, hopefully I'll have it back in a day or two. So I haven't been able to work on the truck because I've been waiting for that to get back, and um, I need to get some stuff done because... I'm going to be making my maiden voyage with it in uh, the first week of August, um, which is one of the reasons I sent it to him, though, is I want to make sure, like, before I go driving it. So in, in August, I'm going to drive it to Rhode Island to go to uh, Narwhal Labs, which is the makerspace oh, that Total yes. Boat is building, uh, built in their property. That our, our buddy, Jeff. Yeah, our buddy Jeff is running. So we're going out there. Uh, it's, it worked out great because it was turning into like a, a kind of a mini vacation for my family. So you know, my wife and kids will come along. Oh, they're coming. Go to the beach while I work, and uh, it works out for everybody because they like the beach and I like to work. So, <laughs> but when, uh, when? You, should, uh, mm. you should see if uh, Paul Mayant's available too. He would love to. He would love to see you and give you a hug for me via you. Well, I think it's an elbow bump Socially right distanced. now. Yeah, social distance yeah. elbow bump. But uh, I guess we could hold our breath. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Paul, come on down. Um, so yeah, so no I'm pressure. excited about that because I'm gonna take the truck on this real road trip. I've only driven it like around town and to, you know, like 20 minutes down the road to my mechanic. Um, so it'll be fun to take it on the open road for a little while, and uh, and I'll know it have all been gone through mechanical. Like it needed some bushings, and like the the uh, power steering pump is leaking. You know, surprisingly good shape. Um, actually, not surprisingly, I guess it's not that old, but not a lot of stuff, and it's all inexpensive because it's like basic parts. You know, I got to get a couple new tires on it, which will be the most expensive part. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, and so we're going to do a project, a truck related project, uh, using some special total boat product that we're working on, uh, there at Narwhal. And Vance is going to make a video there too, um, with, in Narwhal Labs. And we have kind of a a fun thing we're trying to put together for that. So, uh, cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. What's he going to do? Are you allowed to talk about it or no? Uh, I guess I can, um... Yeah, he was. He's gonna make a prop from Minecraft because he's in the Minecraft. And I'm oh, sorry, sick. not Minecraft. I misspoke. I was, I was looking at your face, so I thought yeah. Minecraft. No, he's he's ten now, so he's playing Fortnite. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, that game's I, awful. I won't let my son play it. I, I like Roblox and Minecraft a little bit better, but there's actually a, parts of Fortnite that are very much like Minecraft, where they build and create, and he does all that too. Oh, the murdering. But, yes. but then there's the murdering part, which is you know, right. it is what it is. So what's he making then? Uh, he's gonna make a prop. It's like a um, uh, like bloody a machete. It's like a pickaxe. Yeah. Because I, I told him no guns. I was like, we're not making guns, so you know, it's okay. like a pick a pickaxe okay. kind of tool that one of the characters okay. uses. So Fortnite is that like a zombie? I mean, is he at least killing zombies? No, no, you're playing. You're killing other people. Who are you? Yeah. Like it's an online game, and everybody goes on there, and you murder each other. Yeah, and you no, can like for points. Tim, yeah, no, basically. Dude, what are you thinking? It's it's um yeah, it's a pretty hard. All of his game. friends are doing it. It's fine. He plays with Maddie, his 21 year old sister. And Maddie's friends that are in, like in the same age as them, which is hilarious, because apparently he keeps up with them. Um, yeah, and he's got like uh, some other relatives, uh, like uh, cousins that he plays with, um, that are closer to his age. And, uh, yeah. Is he wearing the headset? Is he doing like he's doing the the talking on there? I think so, because he is talking with them sometimes. But I'm, I guess it's through the game, not because I know he used to. Sometimes he'd be playing with like his phone on like on like uh, FaceTime. While he was right. playing the game on another thing, so sometimes he's doing that. But um, yeah, he's—they grow up, you know. Right. Yeah. So that. And then I've been still like I'm working on a guitar, a couple guitars that I'm just making just for inventory, and uh, and my truck, and I've got a custom seven-string guitar I'm designing right now, as well as a couple basses. Uh, the seven-string is actually happening and in the process. And it's gonna have fanned frets, which is like a musician's. No, it's like a it's a multi-scale neck. So some of the strings are longer than the others, and the frets kind of end up looking like a fan shape. Um, so oh. that, it'll be my first fanned fret uh, instrument in in video. Um, I haven't started cutting yet, but I've got it, you know, pretty much ready to go. And uh, yeah, I've been cleaning up around the shop, still trying to move my, into you know spread my stuff out and move. Oh, and then Maddie came over to the the shop this weekend with me because she wanted to put. A, um, she's using her desk right now for like her her monitor, and um, she wanted to just make like a bookcase because it's like a, it's a smart TV. Um, she wanted to make like a little like kind of low shelf because all the furniture that's in her room is like too big or too small, and so um, I was like, oh, we'll just make something. So we we went to the shop Saturday and a one one piece of plywood job, you know, routed in some dados and put it together. It's all we got to go, you know, finish sanding it and it'll be done tomorrow. It was all clamped when we left, so that was fun. I showed. You feel it? What's that? What'd Did you film it? No, 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 no filming. We just knocked it out in like two hours. But um, you know, I was showing Maddie like wow. the. So I, I cut. It's got one side is kind of open. Um, uh, it's actually pretty cool looking. It was like Maddie's idea. She wanted to have like side storage as well as like the regular shelves, and it's just really just a basic two shelf, well three shelf counter at the top. Um, you know, top, middle, bottom. But then the one side's kind of open, so one side has a solid closed edge that we put the dados in to slide, the shelves into. And then this, then the the right hand side of it, instead of having like a, a full wall, has shelves that are about eight inches from the side, so the sides are open. So we put the dados in the bottom and top of the shelves to slide the wood in there. So we used the CNC to do them on one on the side piece, and then the shelves. I did that with just a router template, and um, I just you know put a fence and did it with a handheld with a pattern bit router just to kind of show her like the difference, and uh, and you know and. And show her like this. This is you know woodworking was. It was like 25 minutes of me hemming and hawing about which tool I'm going to use for what. Another 25 minutes of setting them up, and then 10 seconds of cutting. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's how woodworking is. That's the way that goes. Yeah, yeah, 100. So. Yep. So uh, is that you? the second time she's been in the shop? Because the first time was the uh, fire pit, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's been in the shop many times, uh, just oh. in and out, just hanging out. Like she's been d- done some painting and stuff, but um. Yeah, no. she did something with a bicycle at one point, no? Uh, that was Vance. Oh, no, that was when we, we, we went and got a bike from... She was just in the video. We went and got a bike from... She the rode bike. the pallet, no? Or something? Yeah, we made her ride the pallet bike, yeah. When she's going off to college. That was like four years ago now. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Five years ago? It's crazy. Yeah. Five years ago, I think. Did I visit her dorm room? You visited us... I don't know if you saw her dorm room, but you visited us at college, and we went out to lunch when we were out visiting her at, at college, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was her dorm that. room because she had that. Uh, I don't. It was her dorm room, didn't we? She was hanging up a flag at the time or something. Yeah, I think. I, I think the year that that happened, she had that kind of big first floor dorm room right by the quad or whatever. Yeah, right on the campus. Yeah, it was yeah. a sweet one. Yeah, it was a nice room. It was like a brand new building. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so I similarly spent some time with my daughter. She's a little bit younger than Maddie. She's uh, she's five, but <laughs> so um, she she was running the skill saw, and you were watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, so Emmy came to me. I think it was Saturday Saturday morning or Sunday morning. One of the, one of the days this weekend. She goes, Daddy, can we go into the garage and make something? I was like, Yeah, we could. <laughs> um, I don't know what we were gonna make, but kind of went in there and. Um, and I, I'm, my stock of wood is pretty low right now. It's all sort of scrappy right now. So it had to be a small thing. Um, but she said she wanted to make T-shirts out of wood that she could color. So mm. the first thing we did was I just sort of took a Sharpie to some quarter-inch plywood and just drew a T-shirt. And then after we finished sanding that, I used it as a template and drew another one and a few more. So she's got a whole bunch of plywood T-shirts to color. And, uh, and so – but I – helped her get in with the sanding block and she did all the, she basically did all the sanding she i showed her what grits are and what they mean and the number system and all that stuff and then after that we made um we made a picture frame because I, i've had this picture of her and i from when i was coaching her soccer team in there probably for like a year or two years already thinking that having it in the shop would make me hurry up and make this picture frame that I've been wanting to make for it. Instead, what I end up doing is moving this thing from surface to surface to surface as it's always in the way. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? This is time to do this because she's in here. So we, um, I had some strips of walnut and maple. And so I did some, some sandwiching of those things. So it's walnut, maple, um, walnut. And then, uh, so we glued a bunch of those together and then I made a, a miter jig so that I can cut some 45 degree angles and yada yada. Anyways, it came out really, really well. I still have some finishing to do on it, but uh, but it was cool because I I did some really interesting new things that I've never done before. And this sounds silly, but so I've never I've never done a proper um, you know picture framing jig before. Mine wasn't right before, but I took the time to do it properly this time. And I did a spline jig so that I could do splines on the corners. Mm. I've never done that before, so that was that was interesting. And uh, I got to spend some time with my daughter. Growing up so fast. I know. Yeah. Also, my daughter's growing up. Uh, no, it was interesting because it was like it was all her desire wanting to do it. So I was like, wow, this is amazing for sure. Let's do it. Um, so that's and I feel like I did a couple other things, but whatever. That was the most important part for me was that she wanted to do it. We did it. She was paying attention the whole time. She could recite back to you now that the lowest grid I have in the shop is sixty, and I don't have anything in between to like two twenty. So I got to give Kling Spore a call. Yeah, I'm all out of wood and sandpaper right now. It's crazy. I love the wood um, T-shirt idea. I think like yeah, that's like a little a fun, though. You know, yeah, that's yeah. a fun kid craft. Like I remember like doing a thing with kids once, and I I could I was trying to think of an idea like that, and I came up with um, do not disturb signs because it's just a rectangle with a hole in it. You know, you can hang on your door. Right. But I like the yeah. T-shirt idea better because it's like there's a shape to it, and so it's a little more fun than just like a rectangle yeah. hole. You know. Right. Well, she's super into, like, everybody seems to be. I don't know if this is like for you guys, but everywhere is tie-dye right now. Tie-dye is huge. Oh, yeah. um, maybe much. Anyways, so she has a bunch of tie-dye shirts. She's done tie-dye as an activity. Um, so she now gets to have these little T-shirts, and she gets to do tie-dye with markers. Um, but you're right. It's good. I just cut them out on the bandsaw real quick, and then she does all the sanding. Uh, what if what if you went to the, the box store and you got some of the, or even the, the, the second-hand store for that matter, and you got some whiteboard? And cut them out of yep. whiteboard so she could dry erase, like dry erase board, and then she oh, could design clever. and erase and redesign. Maybe a product. That's interesting. There. Yeah. Interesting. You're welcome. Never ending tie dye. Mm. And she could design mm. it if she likes it. She takes a picture of it and erases it. I can go to right. actual pictures or. Well, my favorite you know, punk bands, uh, logos. Nouveau. I don't know what right. I just said. Oh, Art Nouveau is very. It's a uh, that's that's the art movement that's coming in after Art Deco as far as what's going to be hot in furniture. So look out yeah. for that as well. Oh yeah, write that down. Art Nouveau. Um, here we go. Let's move on here to the topic. Tim, help me help you. <laughs> well, mostly help you actually. I guess. Can, the can you do it like Christopher Walken? Yeah, oh help, yeah. Help me. Help you. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. Good job. We're done. Thank you. Good night. Good <laughs>
Okay, so, so this this is in, it's we're gonna pretend it's not really about me just needing help, <laughs> but but uh, but it really is. Yeah, but yeah. it really is. The, uh, the idea was to do like a little sort of a thought game project design idea amongst the three of us that we're hoping we'll carry on after. Like, if anybody gets inspired or has any ideas, they can obviously write to us at the end of the podcast and uh, specifically to me because I'm looking to actually make this and make money off of it. So <laughs> I've got it. Just so you know, when you're ready, you've already got it. We'll, you you can you guys can set it up. a couple ideas. I'll set it I'll, up and then bam, you solve I'll it. Throw yeah. it in there. Right. So underhand lob. If um some of you may not know this, but I make uh I make bi month how do every other month is that bi monthly? How would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Bi monthly. That means all the months get along with all the other months. Right. They're not right. picky. Yeah. I make fluid monthly. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what you meant by that. Uh, just like. Yes. Gender fluid monthly, but um, right, yeah, 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 they get along, right? Yeah, they. But uh, so I make bi-monthly videos for Vectric on their on their YouTube channel, uh, where I do a, a free CNC project for people that are you know buy the software and are up to date in the subscriptions. Sometimes they're two-dimensional projects, sometimes they're more complicated three-dimensional projects, and I and I love this job um, because it gives me the opportunity to just make something I wouldn't normally make and sort of experiment with the software. So it's kind of like what I do on my regular YouTube channel is just like me learning and making mistakes and sharing it. But at the end of the day, what's valuable to Vectric is the, the video is a little bit valuable to them, but what's more valuable is these projects because that goes out in newsletters that people can then download the file. And as long as they have the, the corresponding software, they can just open it up and make it. Um, mm -hmm. Like all the tool paths, everything are there. They might have to make some minor adjustments for their machine, whatever. But so I have to do one. Uh, I have one coming out this month and then my next one is due in September, but I'm trying to get ahead of it. Um, and uh, they have a new version of the software that just launched, so they want to promote it, and they want me to, to use the full Monty of the software. Sometimes I'll do something that you can do in like their lesser expensive programs and stuff, but they want me to do something using the full 3D carving aspect of the software, show off some of the new features, which is fine. You know, I, I can figure that out for any project. Uh, yes, Bill? Uh, so when you say 3D, do you mean... Like instead of just X and Y, you got X, Y, and Z. Right. I should yeah. I should clarify that it's not. I mean, it's not just three dimensional. Like you take parts and put them together to make a chair, but that they want this, the CNC to actually cut three dimensionally. So instead of just cutting holes and cutting lines, uh, to actually cut up and down and make radiuses and in curves and stuff that are three dimensional, like a, like a relief or two and a half dimensional even. You know, like a relief carving or something. So I need to do that kind of work. So I want to come up with a project. My I. The idea that I had, that I'm like, yeah, well, it's not right for this, was I wanted to make a shop project, and um, I wanted to make something that people could use in the shop that are, you know, like some kind of jig or tool that everybody, everybody, whether they're CNC users or not, would, would want to use. Um, and mm -hmm. what I was thinking about was, my first thought was a painter's triangle uh, to make them out of wood because I could carve like a pyramid shape out of wood, mm. which I thought would be cool. But like, you can also just stick a nail in a piece of wood for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like not... Like, it's not like some major CNC yeah. thing. So then I was thinking, well, what if I could reinvent the the painter's triangle? And I was like, if you, what if I could make it so you could turn it upside down and it would be like a bench cookie, like and have the rubber grip on it? Which obviously you can't do because a pyramid upside down doesn't stand. So then I was thinking about like holders that you would put it into, which is pointless because then you could just use the holder without the pyramid. Uh, and then I was thinking about, mm -hmm. I had a kind of an idea for like a two and a half sided pyramid where you could like put it on its side and then one side is flat and then so it would sit like and work like a bench cookie that way but none of it was really working for me for this project like for what I'm I, supposed I can to see do why yeah. all this is like yeah. table saw stuff you know what I mean it's like not really CNC right. stuff four cuts and then you got a pyramid exactly exactly so like the CNC would it's like the worst possible thing to do on a CNC when you have a, a full workshop <laughs> you know right. um, so, so I'm I'm out of ideas and so I thought I'd put I it got two, one for you you go. ready yeah I use these all the time. They're expensive or annoying to get, um, and everybody uses them. Star knobs. Oh, star knobs. Yeah, but is that how would I make that 3D? You could give a radius to the knob to make it like a nicer how, knob. How would I make it 3D where there's a point to it being 3D? Because well, you'd knob, also do the cutout for the bolt, the bolt yeah, head. The, the bolt head cuts out, and where the knob goes smaller too. You know what I mean? Oh, I could. You, you could like a like a faucet have it go down. Correct, exactly like a faucet. Right. Well, there might be something there if I were to make like because like a star knob is relatively easy to, to make in two D. You know, to cut the hex profile out for the bowl yeah. and to cut the yeah. side out. And but what yeah. if I made like a for the people that like to have that are really into their shots? What I made a sexy star knob like to make it yeah like, yeah 
like a Victorian or like maybe an Art Deco or Art Nouveau. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, well you could do a that matter, well, instead leg of just style. a star knob. What about making like drawer pulls, like some really fancy drawer pulls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because that's not that could be a sharp job, but it could also be something else. So I'm gonna put right. Art Deco um, knobs. You know and pulls. a ball claw. Oh, a ball claw. I like that. Here, I'm writing I this down. I don't even want to know. You stop this right now. What? Uh, do you, you know the furniture that has the foot. Uh, on the bottom, Bill. Oh, it's like Queen oh, Anne. Oh, kind of it's usually a marble oh, or a, yep, exactly. So right, it looks like a claw over it. Got gotcha. different than what you were yeah, thinking. Of. Yep, no. not the one you were picturing at the amusement park that only you go to. <laughs> no, it's the last one know. he's allowed to go to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ever again. Okay, so are you ready for this? Okay, yeah, you're yeah. gonna solve it. So go ahead. All right, Marcus Hoffman made me. A uh, um, uh, cigar box, but he made it on his uh, laser, 3D laser, right? So mm -hmm. it's got the little tabs. You can simply put them. One of the things I'm looking at my shop right now, what I have a multitude of is I have cups and I have uh, water bottles that I've cut and I've got all these containers to put stuff in all over the shop, right? I also have on my desk a desk organizer. What mm -hmm. about a shop table organizer that will? that will hold the basics, a tape measure, a screwdriver, a flathead and a Phillips, uh, a pair of pliers, exacto uh, a, a knife, whatever, Jimmy's ice pick, right? So some kind of a 3D printed tabletop desk organizer. Here's the one I have that's an actual desk organizer, right? Yep. It's envelopes, I've got pens in it, it's got a little drawer on the bottom. Yep. But anyway, some kind of a tabletop tool organizer for the basics that you're always using. A tool caddy. Yeah. A tool caddy. Yeah. But Shop make organizer. It, but make it all the bins, make it a cityscape. They're all buildings. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, New York City tool tool caddy. That's not something a bad like idea. That. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, probably Montreal because like it's a better city. Or you could do it like the Golden Gate Bridge for California. No, I like Hartford. Right. Hartford sounds good. Hartford, Connecticut, yeah. So. Hartford is an adorable little town. I've been there. Uh, it's it looks great from I the like highway. It. It's got a nice skyline from the highway, but then who really cares? I don't know. It's, there's a lot of trees. Downtown was nice. There's a I really nice it. park. Really nice park. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. It's so it's, part parts of this thing can be 3D and parts of it can be not. So you can actually make it flat pack it if you had to send it somewhere and then put it together, assemble it. Well, yeah. If could, it's flat pack, then it's not 3D anymore. Well, no, but it, it can it, be. But parts that's of okay. It can be. It's because it, it could not be a flat pack, but I mean. Yeah, it could be a uh, like a you know box joint type of thing that's that goes together, and then just like the okay. top panel of it that's the city skyline is like a three D carving. It could be something like that, right? You know? Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad um, idea. What about what about those old timey uh, tape measure ruler thingies that crisscross out, and then the then the line markings maybe could be three D carved some way somehow. Um, no. <laughs> I just I just think that's a two D. Uh, everything about that is two D, but um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like because it's got to be it's got to be flat a, to work. What as a about ruler, some kind you know of a three I mean? D design push stick? Right. I'm only saying that because somebody sent me this one. Yep, the guitar shaped push stick, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you never used it though, huh? It's just a wall ornament. No, it hangs on my wall. Yeah, it's a wall ornament. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, that's. Does it have to be oh, wood, or could it be? Dude. Could it be like aluminum? <laughs> yeah, I have that on. Who was it that sent those to us? I can't remember. I have that on my. I forgot, uh, but, uh, it's a popsicle. Print, I mean, three D carved palette coasters. It's a oh, yeah. yeah right. Bill's holding up this popsicle stick palette that uh, a, a listener sent to us a couple years ago. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. He said you and your wife ate, just sat down like one weekend and just ate like a hundred popsicles to make these. But oh, they're used. Oh, good. And yeah. The initials are CT. So CT. thank you, CT. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have mine sitting on my desk. I use it as a coaster all the time at the shop. Yep. Um, but yeah, that might mm. be kind of an interesting problem solving to to carve both sides of the pallet out of a solid block of wood. It it's like of one of those 3D puzzles. It's kind of useless. Does it have to be wood or could it be aluminum? Uh, it could be aluminum or plastic. Okay. Because I was thinking about, and I think this has been done, but it's still an interesting one. Is to make some kind of a flip stop for like that would fit into the T slot of like maybe a miter sled or something. A cross cut uh, sled. 
you know, flip yeah. down, uh, stop. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? The yeah, I'm not picturing it. Craig makes one or whatever. <clears throat> you have your you have your um, you have your uh, your sled right. And then, yeah. in order to cut the same distance every time, the little flipper comes oh, down. Oh, yes, 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 yes. An adjustable just, stop. I know what you mean. That, there's no reason that couldn't be wood. It doesn't have to be aluminum. Yeah, but I guess the durability of it and the rigidity, you'd want right. it. And well, then he's the got wear lots of it. ebony and, and kumaru. You know, that's pretty hard stuff. That's true. That's mm. true. Hey, what about a bobblehead, Tim? No, see, that's exactly what I don't want to do. <laughs> I, I'm looking for something... I'm looking for something useful and like so what I, the, uh-huh. the big inspiration I've gotten from this conversation already is just the ideas of taking something basic and then just making it ornate so now I can right. take you know, like, like a push stick or whatever I can take anything basic but then make it beautiful um, which is you know viable not necessarily my style but that's what's so great about doing these videos and this, these projects is they don't have to be my style it's like a place for me right. to like learn and experiment so that I like that idea. Not really what for about, learning and experiment. What about a sheath, yeah. uh, a tool sheath, that. one that holds your your sharpie, your Jimmy Duresta ice pick, and your uh, knife of choice. Could be made out of plastic. Clips on your belt, and it's just a simple like a tool belt caddy, but it'd be hard plastic, something simple, with different pockets in it. That would be fun mm. to do. I think that might not be a CNC project necessarily, but that would be cool to do maybe on the 3D printer even. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, because pla- like Vegetan or something. Oh yeah, you could do a leathery too, and just actually make it like that. Um, what if the back of the sheath was made on the CNC, and then you you put a uh, the laser cutter for your tanning thing with holes in it, so you can again kind of like a kit once you do it. Now you can stitch right. it together. Hardwood and back and with a yeah. That's a fun well, the other thing you do is buy wallet kits like that for kids. I remember my sister when I was like yeah. five bought me a how to make a wallet and it was everything was already cut with the holes in it. You yeah. stitch it together. So well, I'm not looking to sell the product though. I'm or ship the product. No, no, I know, but I'm know. saying something if you made yeah. it, but these maybe guys you can might. give it to a, a child to put together. You know? Right. The other thing you could do is you could make the positive mold for the leather out of wood. You know what I mean? Right. Like you sort of wet Ooh. it and then you press it so you make Ooh. the positive and the negative yeah. mold. Two sides. Of and then it's... Right. Yeah, you know, oh, mold, making a mold has been on my list. Uh, yeah, that could be Can you make an embossing plate for that you can type in your own name? You get the whole program done, but then Phil can put in Phil. Change the text, and then it makes yeah. that... You can change Ooh. the text. That's 3D, I do like right? my name. I could just make a project that says Phil. Hmm. I feel like we've finally gotten to where we're supposed to be on this whole episode. <laughs> you need the, the positive and the negative, which has to be 3D CNC'd yeah. for an embossing thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like making molds is something that I've wanted to do because I made those fish molds and I was kind of thought it was fun and also a little frustrating. Uh-huh. But I, but then I learned a lot. I was like, oh, I bet you I could do another one. So I do like that idea. Maybe not necessarily for squishing leather, but... but um, well, what about instead of a name, just do it for a letter. So you can just type in P for Phil or T for Tim. Mm. And then it could be for squishing paper. To, you know, Jimmy embosses everything, right? He, he sticks paper in embosses and mm. leather. You know, there's metal. a way to punch through paper that replaces a staple. And I think it's done with a positive-negative mold oh, we punch. Have, we have one of those. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what it does. It sort of crushes the paper together and, and right. it tears it a little bit. Like, in just right. the right way. Yeah, I, we have one of those from, like, a teacher conference that my wife went to or something. Yeah. Good story. That's what you should do. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. We can tell the ones he likes. People don't know because we're watching. They don't know what his face looks like. He goes, ooh, when he starts writing, he likes that one. When he goes, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, and he just sits there nodding his head, he doesn't really like that one. He's just being polite. I was still thinking about that one, Uh, (laughs) which doesn't necessarily mean I hate it. But what else you got? I don't know art, but I know what I hate, and I don't hate this. (laughs) <laughs> all right so if it's it's a shop project so yeah because I, I just wanted to be want something to be? that would reach the most people because like some of my projects like the you know like i made the little mini guitar which is a great project right. because there's a lot of good learning in the video for people learning the cnc stuff but at the same time i don't see a lot of these guys are actually going to make one of these so you know? so what what in the shop would be fun that everybody has already that you could help them make their own of what about the handle for a screwdriver you know what? That's yeah. That's kind of interesting. Like a a custom handle 
for a hammer or a screwdriver. I mean, I don't want to do mallets because mallets have been done to death. No, no, no. Um, I, you know the screwdriver that you got? It's it. You can pull the. You can buy these kits, right? Or, or not the kits, but you can get just the part that slides in. You got two or three different bits on it. Yep. It's like Metal a multi screwdriver, yeah. but the yeah, handle is completely plastic, and it would be three D. You can actually. Well, no, this is CNC, so it's not really plastic. You keep saying that. This is more about cutting wood, but um, but yeah, it could be plastic. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to take a step back for a second. Does this necessarily have to be like a like a Thingiverse kind of project where you know you're creating this digital that people? It's like where you can go and download you know files and then just literally make it on your. I'm wondering if maybe some of this is more inspiration ending. Like, take a look at how I did this part of this file here for you to be able to figure well, out your thing. It, it's twofold for these projects. One is is that the video is to help so people can watch someone else's approach to using the software and might help them problem solve some stumbling blocks they come on. You like learn right. little tips, just like any other maker video. You learn tips and tricks about the software versus the tool, whatever. But then the end sure. of the day is that what Vectric is providing is a free file because the way they explained it to me when they hired me to do these jobs, they have a couple other people that do them too. Is that they, a lot of the their users are not necessarily artists. Or, or uh, you know, I don't want to say like creative because they're obviously very creative. They're woodworkers, but they don't. They get a lot of guys that just like they don't. They don't know what to make. Like they, they invest in money. A lot of them, a lot of times, their customers like retired woodworkers and stuff. They have a little time and money on their hands, and they just they just want fun stuff to make. That's not like a huge hassle of a project. That's right. pretty much they can put a piece of wood in the machine. It's all the trouble solving has been done for them. They can make it. They can sand it. They can give it to their husband or wife or, you know, kind of projects. So they're so. looking for a content library here. Yes. Yes. I Go. got it. Go. All right. So, this is a it's a three it's three D. You can make it out of wood. Mm -hmm. um, and since right now we're in the age of where everybody needs a face covering of some sort, mm -hmm. I saw a guy. He had it looked like a bolo. You know, a bolo tie, the bolo, the the, the, yep. the thing with a bandana that went through that, so he could actually cinch, cinch it up over his face, and then it actually pulled it tight. So instead of tying the bandana in the back, it had the bolo thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I have to it's look like it up. A, it's like a handkerchief little kind of thing, like you know, like when you put your yeah, handkerchief through this you thing. Yeah, you would put the handkerchief through the thing with a couple of slots on it, and then when you pull on the corners of the handkerchief, it would cinch it up around your face. I'm hmm. looking to see if I can see a picture of it to see how it works. Hmm, you I don't see Tim writing anything down. Hmm. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, <laughs> I like the idea because because one of the ideas I had was. Like when I said this to my wife, I was like, you know, like, yeah, you know, something that anybody might want to use. And, and she was like, well, how about something like to hold your iPhone or your iPad? And I was like, no, I was like, that's been done to death. Uh, but one of the thoughts I had was to make a mannequin to hold your face mask, like a, like, you know, like a men's valet to have like a, like a valet that had a spot that was too right. fake, a little wooden kind of half face to hold your face mask. Hmm. That's an awful I idea, but I like where your head's at. Sunglasses where it's just, it's just like the bridge of the nose and hold your sunglasses. Right, or like the headphone right. holder, you know, like people make the headphone yeah, stands. Yeah. It's just like the, the shape of the head. Who makes do, that? Do you know, I uh, drilled guys a screw repelling? into a piece of wood and that's where I hang mine. Well, that's where I hang you know, mine. You guys that do too, repelling but. have that little figure eight thing that you slide the rope through. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, that's what this thing was kind of like. You put the, you take your bandana where the corn, you know, you fold it in a triangle. The two mm -hmm. ends of it normally you would tie it behind your head. Yeah. Well, yeah. this little thing allows you to slip the, the bandana through it, and you just put it on and go, zzz, and it cinches it up. Okay. It's like a, I don't even. What if? I like where you're at with this. Yeah. What if? I'm just trying to inspire ideas. Oh, so right. so the bandana no. actually goes around the the eight shape twice, so it's sort of friction holds. Right. And so, yeah. and, and so in the back, it's just loosely on you, and then you pull it up over your face and yank the two ends. Yes. And it's still like on your bolo. neck. I was like picturing a, a spun. The bo but the bolo was on the back of your neck, not the front of your neck. Correct. Yeah, the thing's that was on what your it, That's face. what was it's messing me up. I thought, you, I thought it was like a bolo it's, tie like where you I wore like a tie, and then you pulled it up. No, no, right. instead of tying it in the back, gotcha. that thing is on there, so you just loosely have it, you yep. and cinch it up. That's interesting. Right. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, still not here. writing. Let me, um, let me just, here, let's write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we both know that one's not plugged in. But um, what if, hear me out, mm -hmm. you like this reusing thing from what I understand. Yeah. Um, what if you had like this, a frame that you put a piece of fabric into and you snap it. And so it stretches out that piece of fabric, and now this is your own makeshift mask that you can then put onto your face. So you can take any scrap of fabric and you snap it into this hard frame, 
that then becomes a taut piece of fabric that you then put over your face. You know, I'm picturing I'm picturing a, a canvas stretched over a picture frame, and you trying to tie that to your face. Well, it's it's rigid, but it's already contoured. That's where the 3D part comes in. Right. So it'd already oh. be contoured for a face, mm. but then it's two halves and sort of the clamshells over a piece of fabric tightens it up, and then you've just got an elastic on both sides. Or you wear like glasses, like it actually has a, you know, and hangs from the glasses over your ears. Maybe so you take you could take it on and off like glasses, and you could fold it and hang it on your shirt like a. Pair oh of right, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more. Rigid. I love that yeah. he's still not writing. Yeah, no, nope. not writing anything. You, you guys are like pretty affixated on it. Like sometimes we got to talk a little before there's anything to write. Like it's just still being. Yeah, listen, I'm not your wife. You don't talking, have to equivocate uh, like to me. I get it. <laughs> um, I like the idea. I see some downsides to it, of course, of the weight and stuff. But I like that idea a lot. Uh be aluminum wouldn't be too heavy then yeah no i mean even like i mean even just like a thin yeah anything thin like that that's something let me move out of the way so you can look into my shop for inspiration i don't want to look in there for inspiration oh look at that empty giant jug of water um oh yeah i just found that i don't know what i'm gonna do with it yet you're gonna make 10 bucks when you return it that's what you're gonna make no, it's a it's a plastic alhambra jug or is it alhambra no it's arrowhead plastic arrowhead five gallon water bottle and um, I'm thinking I'm just going to put coins in it. I had one as a kid. When you fill those things up with with money, and it's a lot of money. It's not just copper. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you return it back to the store, they give you like five or ten dollars for it. If I fill it up with coins, it's going to give me like two or three thousand dollars. I don't think it's quite that much, but. <laughs> well, if they're like five dollar coins, yeah, you fill them up with rare antique. Two dollar coin here. <laughs> I have a vase right now, just a flower vase, a standard flower vase, full of silver. So in other words, not pennies. I, I put pennies in a separate thing. And I dumped it out, I don't know, a while back and counted it up. It was like 500 bucks. Always bragging. Mm. I'm just saying. Tell La me you have that much money there. Yeah, look at this fancy boy. You're going to okay. wish you had all the money I have in my Arrowhead bottle. That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, you're right. the reason there's a coin shortage, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you coin hoarder. <laughs> um... All right. Anyways, I hope yeah. you've been inspired so far. I think we're gonna move on. I think so. Yeah. I, there's a there's a couple of things in there that uh, that are, are worth thinking about a little bit at least. And like I said at the top of this, um, if you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. Like I'll you know yeah. I might I might write them down. I might not. But go ahead and you can email them <laughs> to uh, to you know info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or just directly to me at tim at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com if you don't want Phil and Bill to see your ideas. No, I want to see it. No, it's, it's not about you. It's about help. Help me help you. Help oh, right, right. right. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm really into actually, to... I'm really into Bill's uh, bandana bolo idea, actually. Like, I'm th- that one's the one that's. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to work for this project, but I'm just interested in it. But it reminds me of real quick Vance came up with this idea, and I said, oh, we got to film like a like an Instagram video for it. And we just never did, but like kind of right at the beginning of the pandemic. Vance came up with this idea, and he, we didn't do it, but you know it would work. He said, why don't we just cut holes in the hood of my sweatshirt and flip it around backwards and cut eye holes in it, in the hood of my sweatshirt? Uh, just make sure it's not white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this was a few months ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought that was a pretty clever idea for a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. Right. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I think we got a couple of iTunes reviewees here. Oh, I never even checked. He does. Yeah, they're, they're short ones. You got them? Um, while you're looking, I'll just read the first one here. Yes. And it's from the Tree Town Woodworker, or I read that wrong, and it's the Tree Town Wood Dorker. Um, the title is Great Show. Love the show. One of my favorite, wait, one of my Wednesday, usually morning perks to help get through the driving. Thanks. Nice. You're welcome. Woodworker. Thank you, Tree Town Woodworker. Woodworker. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably worker. It's probably a, a typo, so I shouldn't say. I'll, that. I'll read the next one. It's it's simple. It's just you know, randomly I'll I'll just read this one. Oh, I don't even know go. what it says. Uh, yeah. It's a call, great <laughs> podcast. It's five stars. It's uh, from uh, by Matt Guerin. 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 Yeah. Guerin. I think. Uh, anyway, it says keep up the good work, guys. Especially you, Bill, since you clearly carry most of the load thank oh, you Matt I I don't like to say that out loud because it's just 
it's I'm not a braggadocious type person. However, I will say that my shoulders have increased in strength since being on the podcast. I don't think that's where you're carrying the load. No, no, the weight is <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Because I also felt a load of something there. Yeah, well, you know, I do my best. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, what so we one, got it? one more? Yeah. Uh, five okay. stars by uh, Yoruba L. Is that is that like a is that like a pun like yeah. uh, like like Ivana Tinkle? But I, I don't know what it is. Like no, but I no. think we read this one last week. Did we? Yeah, we read this one last week. Oh, well, I'm gonna read In it fact, again anyway. Read this one last week. This yeah. awesome we'll podcast gets me laughing out loud every week. Thanks, guys. There, I did it again. We couldn't have. Ugh, it's it's why dated are you the wasting seventh. Wasting time. It's dated it's the seventh. Twofer. It was a twofer. It's dated the seventh. That was after our last week's podcast aired, like the sixth, right? Because look, there's a double right before it is the third. And it's the same. Oh. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Well. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, weekly tip segment. Who's got a tip? Oh, um, do we do this before or after the calls? We have a couple calls to, to put in, too. Oh, we call a couple callers here. Okay. Um, I, I have a quick tip, though, if you want to do that first. Whichever. I, don't I feel like I really want to hear from Ryan right now. Okay. <laughs> so, right, let's hear from Ryan first. Okay, so the, the, the first call is um, Ryan Barnrat. Apparently he legally changed his name, though, so it's not Ryan Barnrat anymore. It is, what is it, Huntsman? He's the, the it's Huntsman. Just, it's, it's Ryan. This it's is Ryan. Ryan. It's Ryan. We're not Everybody promoting Ryan. his business yeah. here. Just he acts Ryan. like okay. he's not a Barnrat anymore, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have no idea what. What Ryan from RyanRidgely.com has to say. <laughs> let's, let's, exactly. Let's, At 800. Let's, yeah. yeah. Let's have a listen to Ryan. Hi, guys. Ryan here with formerly Barnrat Studio, now Huntsman Wildlife. Listener podcast. Had to take a minute. Let you know. It's a movie and sidewalk. Okay. So <laughs> I think that... Yeah. um. I can't believe you spent time to phone that into us. Basically, what I took away from that is, Phil, you were wrong, and I was right. Well, what I took from that, first of all, you said moving floors, and I agreed with you. So we are on the same page here. Moving sidewalk. What, what if it's not beside a road? It doesn't make any sense. It's only a sidewalk if it's on the side well, of what, something. What was, the, what was the ultimate answer to this? I think, Tim, you finally figured it out. Well, it said moving floors. It's moving floors. No. No, it's... it's Flat escalator. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, oh, my Lazy goodness. man's walk. No, no, no. We're just... this. Somebody else call in and let us know what they're really called because <laughs> moving floors is not it. Well, it's not moving anyway. sidewalk. Like, there's no roads in an airport, so it doesn't it's make not, any it's, sense. It's not anything like that. There's an actual name for it, like escalators, the um, one with stairs on it. I'm addressing what Ryan said in his very eloquent voicemail. Moving along! On the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moving along on the moving move. floor. Um, right. Here's another one from our friend Chip, who is a machinist. And let's have a listen to this. Hey, guys. I love what you're doing. You guys are great. And Jimmy, I think what you're doing is awesome. I love your stuff. Psst. Grandpa, you're talking to Reclaimed Podcast. Oh. Sorry, guys. I forgot about that. Well, I love you guys, too. I think you guys are awesome. We get the three different versions, you know, the blue collar, the flannel, and the white collar. So, um, as a blind machinist who just started woodworking, could you guys explain how to join wood together? I know what a finger joint is and a butt joint, but you talk about others, and I'd like a little more explanation on that. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, uh... Thanks, Chip, for all your support and uh, the joke. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Uh, but you actually asked a legitimate question. Um, and I feel like if anybody should be teaching anyone about joining anything, it should be the machinist teaching the woodworker yeah. <laughs> about joining. Yeah. I mean, you know. Is that right? I kind of think, I mean, 
like the toler- tolerances and precision. Yeah. You know? how, how do you join two pieces of wood, right? The basic question. Isn't that like, that's like, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> well, it depends on whether you mean like chemically or mechanically. Well, I, I think that's, that's, those are the, the, you know, or friction, right? Which I guess is mechanically. Right. I, I don't, I don't want right. to pass up on the fact too that even though it was a joke, I say that any time that we are compared with Jimmy DeResta, I, I'm assuming he was thinking I was Jimmy, but that, that could be just me. But anyway, it is you, just Jim. you. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, Bill would step into the batter's box on that one, eh? Yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll take this. I'll <laughs> take one. I'll take one. Oh, wow. I'll take one for the I'll just walk to first on that one. But, um, yeah, in all, in all seriousness, yeah. that's not a question that could be answered in a minute. You know, I mean, no. like, the, the theory of wood joining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just joking. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that Chip uh, asked that question, um, theoret- not theoretically, uh, philosophically. Philosophically, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If it's legit, then feel free to reach out to Bill at <laughs> reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and you can have a lengthy discussion. Bill, I mean, Jimmy, really wants to talk to you about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chip, and you got a welder hand li- handy, we can join wood like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chip. Okay, you, let me hear Tim's tip. You, well, I just want to say, Chip. Chip and I have emailed back and forth when he he had a woodworking question a little while ago. We've emailed back and forth before, and I, you can always email me anytime too, Chip. Uh, if you do have legitimate questions, I can answer them on a case by case basis. But just how to join wood, I can't just sit down and do that. <laughs> um, my tip is I've had it sitting on the list for a while, and it's not a super exciting one, but I I thought it was one that I think we tend to overlook um, okay. sometimes, or at least I tend to overlook. So I'll remind other people that do, but. And th- this is something I think about every week when I mow my lawn or well every couple weeks when I mow my lawn because I don't mow every week but when I, I did a little bit of landscaping when we bought the house like 15 years ago and there's this one part of our lawn that's like the flat part and I put like a kind of a rock mulch along the edge of the house and I did it you know it's like two and a half three feet out from the house on one side and then it's like an L shape so it goes out the same the other side right so there's along the edge of my lawn sticking out from the house a little bit there's another wall so I'm not running the lawnmower against the wall of the house i'm running it against this rock garden that has like a trim you know and i did it and it goes to the corner and then it turns right 90 degrees and every time i mow i bring my lawnmower in and i go straight and then i have to back up and kind of turn back up and turn and get around then i have to stand in the rocks and pull it back to mow that corner now if i just made the corner a radius that was the shape that my lawnmower could make a turn i would never have to stop at that corner right so I could just walk straight through. So when you're designing, whether it's you're designing landscaping for your lawnmower or you're designing woodworking tools, think about the tool you need to use to make it or maintain whatever you're designing and design around the shape of that tool. And I, and I didn't even connect this together. I was just, since this is a CNC episode, um, the, where I first really started thinking about that is like I had the spindle sander and I'm making guitars and there's like I'd cut the shape out and then it wouldn't fit around the spindle sander. I'm like, oh, I wish this fit. And I was like, I should think about that. And then I wouldn't. But then when I started CNCing, um, one of the tips I learned from Todd over at Vectric is um, if you're not sure if you're going to be able to cut it on the CNCs, you just draw a circle the shape of the tool and drop it into your CNC file. And if it fits in between the two lines, then you know it's going to cut. And if not, the, the space is too small for your CNC tool. And you have to either change tools or make the space bigger, you know. And so that was kind of connecting that to my 15 years ago landscaping thing. I realized that everything you make, if you design it around the tool, it makes it more efficient and more practical. You know. I love and, that. And every level from your lawn down to your CNCing. That is probably the best tip we've ever had. Oh, I thought it was maybe a no-brainer one, but... But it just, no, I was no, slow. Because sometimes you feel like you're just yeah. like slow to pick something up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't think Phil's, so at all. Phil, uh, philosophy in that one, too, though, Tim. Well done. Yeah. That was. Hmm. Thanks. Bill, you, did you grab that on purpose to share it? Uh, I'm going to have to, after that, I, I feel embarrassed to share this tip. So I, I might have to wait till next week when people forget about the magnanimousness that Tim just did. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. That was a lot of wrong words. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, our websites. Oh no, sorry. What grabbed your attention? My apologies. Uh, Bill, what grabbed your attention this week? You know, uh, this is kind of an obscure one. Um, I don't watch a lot of videos and stuff lately, but uh, one thing that did pop up on my feed from like three years ago was uh, Shogun Jimmy. Oh yeah. And I. Mm. 
pretty sure I met him in Atlanta. But anyway, he did this video where he made a bench, and it was in the he gave homage to Paul Jackman, who we you know don't really like to talk about. But anyway, he did a lot of it was like incredible amounts of segmented wood that he made this bench out of, and it came out really cool. It was just a neat looking project, and and uh. I just, I was just clicked on it, figuring I wouldn't watch the whole thing, and it was, it wasn't long, like ten minutes. But anyway, I watched the whole thing. I'm like, that's just really cool. And, and then I, and I look back through his, his library, and he's got some really good projects out there. But Shogun Jimmy, another little guy, little channel, just putting stuff out there, and uh, check him out. Hmm. Awesome. What about you, Tim? My wife and I just binged. Uh, it's from a few years ago. Um, it's, it was on Hulu, and it's a. A show for they made it for Vice called Abandoned, and it's uh, this guy. He's a skater. His name is Rick McCrank, and um, okay. and he's a really really good skater. <laughs> but he goes around to abandoned buildings like shopping malls and like Detroit, some of the abandoned sections of Detroit, and abandoned water park, um, and and talks about why they're abandoned, sort of the change in in the the world and the environment and what caused these these changes of how they became abandoned talks to experts people that are living there people that are trying to revitalize it um and also skates it and he finds he finds like the um the skaters in the area and whatever skate parks are happening and uh and, you know and then he's got you know skates in some of these abandoned places where he can it's it was just really beautifully put together because it was like a quote reality documentary series right but he isn't like a tv personality so his approach to it was just totally different He's just this real chill, like, skater guy. He's just asking real down-to-earth questions. Uh, and then the people that he found, the voices that he found, it wasn't like the head of the town planning and zoning commission or this and the other thing. It was like the guy that's lived there for 50 years and watched the city rise and fall. Or like the kid that has nothing to do but skate. And all he wants to do is skate, and he takes his own money to invest in concrete to make something to skate on. And then the city comes through and levels it because they'd rather leave it abandoned and empty than let kids have fun. You know, and like right, just right. like this whole, just this sort of like underground DIY sort of look at waste and, and stuff that we do, and it was beautifully filmed. The film crew is just—they went to like an uh, an abandoned um, nuclear power plant, and they got some local like noise musician. He brought these gongs into the empty cooling chamber. This power plant never even ran; they never even finished it. And he, they're in the you know the giant Simpsons-shaped smokestack. You know, it's like these big cooling chambers. Yeah. They got it set up as like a little almost like park in there and the guys in there playing gongs and it's an echo chamber just all this like really cool like visual and sonic things happening and then he's like skateboarding through it later you know really cool really cool stuff sick very good yeah, i like it totally worth watching um i haven't been watching much as far as youtube but last night um i was on netflix and i thought i'll just watch a couple of minutes of this and i ended up watching the entire movie uh, called Lord of War. It was with uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, Jared Leto. I don't know if you've seen it. But he's no. basically an arms dealer after the fall of uh, the Berlin Wall. And, uh, man, was it an interesting look at... I've seen it a million times, but it was done really, really well. There's some, like, great lines in that movie um, that kind of, like, poke at conflict and who really wins in wars and those kinds of things. So, the money guys. Uh, if you haven't seen it, great movie. <laughs> What's that? The money guys win, right? Well, I mean, the arms dealers win, and, you know, and, like, the, you know, whoever wanted the resources from that country win. It's, these wars are never actually fought over ideas. They're fought over no, resources. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's all the people with the money and power getting everybody that's on the, you know, the little guys yeah. fired up. To, to kill each so other. they can just make profit off of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty good movie. It's a, yeah. It's a, mm. one of Nick's better movies, shall we say. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. We made quite a few. That guy. Well, Leaving Las Vegas was also a really, really good one, which yeah. also sort of really, you know, um, was very poignant in that it, it pointed out some very real things that people go through, probably on a more personal level than, you know, being an arms dealer. But uh, anyways, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Well, Nicolas um, Cage is also, he makes 17 movies a year, so it's pretty easy for him to get one <laughs> right every five or ten years. Yeah. Yeah. I like National Treasure. That was a fun one. That was okay. Oh. And, and that... The, the Hell, Hell Rider. The what a great movie Hell Rider was, or whatever the hell that was called. All no, seven Ghost, of those. That was huh? Ghost Rider. Ghost no, Rider, the right? Rock. Oh the Rock was a very good movie. The Rock. Very was, he, good movie. was he in The Rock? Wasn't he? Wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was. I don't know. He was. He very much was. Um, our websites WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. I want you to contact us for show topic suggestions, feedback. 
and questions, comments. What you got to do is um, do a little voice recorder on your phone and email that to info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and chances are we will play it and then respond to it live on the air. Um, or you can send us a little comment on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. And iTunes uh, reviews are super important. Anything that is a five-star review will be read out loud regardless of who it mocks. Um, <laughs> and usually I'm, usually I'm the one who gets mocked. Um, and patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the best way to keep us on the air. For only $1, you get access to the pre-show. And uh, you get to see, uh, you know, how we put the, the magic of this show together. Uh, and yeah, so that's fun. That's all I got. Have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>